Welcome to the LDN Radio Show, brought to you by the LDN Research Trust. I'm your host, Linda Elsigood. I have an exciting lineup of guest speakers who are LDN experts in their field. We will be discussing low dose naltrexone and its many uses in autoimmune diseases, cancers, etc. Thank you for joining us. Hi, I'm Jill Brooke, nutritionist, researcher, and autoimmune patient. The information I'm sharing today has helped me immensely and many of my clients, so I'm excited to share it with you. I'm going to be talking about fasting and autoimmunity, new promising findings, but by new findings, I also mean early findings. And so there's a bit of a debate going on around this research. Some say it is so incredibly promising that all patients need to know about it, while others say that it uh, does not yet have enough research on human patients. So it's good to just be aware of that. Also, please keep in mind that this isn't medical advice. Consult your doctor before making any significant dietary changes, and fasting and the fast-mimicking diet are not safe for everyone. We'll go over that. So the big question every autoimmune patient has is, can diet prevent, halt, and or even reverse autoimmune disease? And this area has surprisingly little experimental research on real autoimmune patients, given how important it is. But until a few years ago, it looked like the best we could do was prevent some autoimmunity with diet and theoretically halt it, but not really reverse the damage. The research findings I'll share today are exciting because they suggest a way of eating and not eating that appears to do all three, prevent, halt, and reverse some autoimmune damage. So just to put autoimmune dietary approaches in context, there are many of them out there, and traditionally they have been focused on trying to heal and seal a leaky gut to improve dysbiosis and harness the power of the microbiome to help you get your immune system to quiet down. And my presentations at last year's LDN conference reviewed the latest research on that and did a pretty deep dive on what to eat for that and why. And I still believe that is extremely valuable. But this year, I want to talk about a different and compatible strategy that can be used along with any other diet. That is taking a break from eating. So in the past few years, there's been an explosion of research about different kinds of fasting and the effects it has on many different aspects of health. So I'm going to do a very brief review of some common types of fasting, their effects on general health, and then I'm going to share some exciting research findings about something called the fast-mimicking diet and how it has been shown to not only prevent and halt autoimmunity, but also to help stimulate healing. The fast-mimicking diet, to my knowledge, is the very first diet shown to stimulate stem cell activation and new tissue regrowth and to help heal and reverse damage done by autoimmunity. So for starters, let's quickly establish the food context that helped get rates of autoimmunity so high in the first place. The standard Western diet, especially the American diet, is suspected of being largely responsible for the skyrocketing prevalence of autoimmune disease because it promotes dysbiosis and excessive intestinal permeability, which can allow unintended junk into the bloodstream where the immune system detects it and reacts, causing an inflammatory response and some collateral damage. So these photos show an average week of food for families in four different 
cultures, and I bet you can guess which one has skyrocketing rates of autoimmunity. But that's just what we eat. Another factor is how often and when we eat. This data might be a little small for you to see, but it comes from a 2014 national phone survey, and it shows that most American adults report eating three or more snacks per day in addition to three meals. So 17% reported eating four daily snacks, 10% said five daily snacks, 5% said six, and 4% said seven or more snacks per day. And the funny thing is that um, that was in a live phone survey where people had to confess their habits to a real person. In a 2015 study where they got to anonymously report their food using a phone app, 47 healthy people um, who were taking photos of everything they ate for three weeks, um, they the, the findings for that study showed that while most subjects reported eating regular three meals a day, they actually ate incredibly erratically. So um, the lowest... Uh, 10% of people were eating 4.2 times a day. In the highest 10%, they were eating over 15 times per day. And more of the calories were eaten late at night. And they also found that most people were eating for many, many hours of the day. So no surprise, um, people like to eat. And, um, and so that contributes also to autoimmunity. Uh, so researchers believe. So that brings us to the question of fasting. What happens when you stop eating? So there's uh, many different diff kinds of fasting. There's water-only fasting, caloric restriction, time-restricted feeding, intermittent or periodic fasting, and then the fast-mimicking diet. Those are the most common types. And so far, it appears that they all have some benefits. So let's explain these a little bit better. Um, the kinds of fasting that have been studied the most so far are caloric restriction, which means that a person still eats and gets adequate nutrition, but generally gets only 60 to 85% of their normal caloric needs. And that can go on for days, months, or indefinitely. Another kind of fasting is called time-restricted feeding. And it means eating a normal quantity of food each day, but limiting it to certain hours. So for example, you might eat normally from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., but then consume nothing but water until 8 a.m. the next day. Some people doing this aim for a 12-hour eating window. Others go down to 8, 6, or even just 4 hours per day. Another kind of fasting is called intermittent or periodic fasting, and that typically means alternating some days of eating normally with other days of fasting of any kind. So for example, a 5-2 routine has become popular where people eat normally for five days, then do some form of fasting for two days. And then finally, the fast mimicking diet is something we'll discuss in depth because it has a lot of exciting research emerging. And it's a diet that allows you to eat certain types of foods in controlled quantities while getting the same benefits as if you were not eating. So it mimics a fasting state. Uh, people have gotten very excited about various forms of fasting because there are so many different apparent benefits. 
you can see here that many systems of the body experience these benefits, and that translates into protection from cancer, aging, type 2 diabetes, obesity, inflammation, cognitive decline, and more. Feel free to pause the video if you want to look at this more closely, but what I really want to focus on is how fasting is relevant to autoimmunity. So quickly, this diagram shows many specific hormonal and chemical responses to going without food, but I want to point out a few that are especially relevant to autoimmunity. First, we change fuel sources from mostly carbohydrate to more fat and ketones when we fast. And fat and ketones are anti-inflammatory. We also have a big reduction in insulin-like growth factor, which is a hormone that promotes tissue growth, such as muscle, but it can also encourage tumor growth. So with this decrease, our cells stop pursuing growth and reproduction, and instead they go into a protective or defensive mode that we'll talk about in a minute. Our organs shrink temporarily. And finally, another effect is an amazing process that we'll discuss in greater depth called autophagy. Autophagy is part of the body's maintenance and cleaning mode, where the body starts recycling its own proteins and using them for parts. But the cool thing about it is that the body doesn't just go breaking down any old proteins. It appears to be quite smart and strategic, able to selectively recycle the body's defective proteins. This is important because it serves as a way for the body to clean up cellular junk. Junk that equates to aging, inflammation, defective tissue. We're going to come back to this in a minute because getting rid of these junky cells can be very important if you are trying to fight autoimmunity and to heal from it. So I liked this little summary. Both caloric restriction and fasting promote stress resistance in model organisms ranging from unicellular yeast to mammals, presumably by shifting energy from growth and reproduction to maintenance, recycling, and repair in order to increase cellular protection and survival. There is an abundance of data that supports this hypothesis. From an evolutionary perspective, fasting is a natural phenomenon to which both humans and lower organisms were regularly exposed. So thinking again about the average person eating every day, maybe 15 times per day, um, the conclusion is that we're not living naturally. So these researchers suggest that fasting is normal and common from an evolutionary perspective, so it makes sense that our bodies evolved to do something beneficial with it. So we've been discussing fasting in general. Now let's talk about fasting specifically as it relates to fighting autoimmunity and healing damaged tissue. Nobody has been studying this more than the laboratory of Dr. Walter Longo at the USC Department of Gerontology. So I'd like to share a few of his findings on the fast mimicking diet, also called the FMD. Um, one thing to keep in mind is that much of his research is done on lower animals, but that they believe the relevant biological pathways are the same in mammals, um, including humans. So this paper explains Walter Longo's team's findings that autoimmunity uses sugar and protein in order to remain activated. 
So from the abstract, it says, both the type and level of nutrients can influence the generation, survival, and function of lymphocytes, and therefore can affect several autoimmune diseases, unquote. So this article is very technical, but the gist of it is that active autoimmunity relies on certain nutrients, namely sugar and protein, to remain active. When an organism either stops consuming carbohydrate and protein or takes drugs that uh, block these nutrients, then autoimmunity slows down. This paper shows that the same thing happens in the bodies of animals ranging from yeast to worms to humans, which matters because some of the research can't be done on humans. So this suggests, according to the researchers, that the human body would react in the same way. Um, so these findings about insulin and IGF-1, which are raised by consumption of sugar and protein, are the basis for the fast-mimicking diet having very little sugar or protein in it and why most of the calories in it come from fat. The goal is to remove the fuel that allows autoimmunity to stay active. It's believed that the reason fasting turns off autoimmunity is that it takes away the protein and sugar needed for immune cells to remain overactivated. So, but what if we could take away the problematic fuels, sugar and protein, without taking away all food? That's the goal of the fast mimicking diet, which looks like this. It is designed to give the benefits of fasting with some eating allowed. It typically lasts five days. It is very low in carbohydrate, low in protein, and pretty low in calorie. About half the calories um, you would normally have on day one, then about a third the calories for the next four days. It is plant-based, so it's completely vegan. And most of the calories come from healthy fats and non-starchy vegetables. Um, vitamin supplements are also included. So it ends up being a lot of vegetables, non-starchy vegetables, plus some plant fats. So um, some people are choosing to prepare these foods themselves um, with a lot of salads, vegetable soups, some nut seeds, avocados, and olive oil, for example. Or the way to make sure that you're doing it as intended is to get the meal kit that can be purchased. Um, this is the kit that's been used on all of the human research um, so that the diet could be standardized. Um, if you want to purchase it, it's about $300 last I checked, and all the proceeds go to research. Um, some would say that you must use this to be sure that you're doing it right. Others would say it's not necessary and you can just look up all the published diet parameters and make your own meals. Um, I would say that's what I have done when I have done this diet along with my husband. If you buy their meal kit, this is what a daily menu looks like. So you see that um, you do get to at least sit down and eat with other people. So let's look at what happens when you do a fast mimicking diet. During the five days that you're eating the low-calorie, low-protein, low-carbohydrate plan, first your blood sugar will get used up. This is when you are most likely to maybe get some headaches, feel weak. Then your liver sugar gets used up. 
Then your body and brain will be forced to burn fat and ketones, which are anti-inflammatory. Then some autophagy will kick in. That's where you are recycling your own proteins, your own defective proteins, hopefully, cleaning out some of the aged and damaged cells. And finally, um, at the end, you get some stem cell activation, which is... um, which is how some of the healing happens following the fast mimicking diet. So this five-day fast reduces inflammation and autoimmunity, but it doesn't usually trigger um, the tissue healing until you start eating normally again. So this needs to be done carefully with slow introduction of normal foods, since your system may not handle the full quantity of normal food all at once. Um, so you have to trans, uh, a transition day and then get back to a normal, healthy diet with adequate protein. And then some pretty great things happen. First of all, you get the largest activation of stem cells since birth, which means you get new healthy tissue regrowth and the organs which had shrunk go back to their original size. So that's what happens when you start refeeding again. So this is why the fast mimicking diet is done in cycles. Um, Very commonly, it is done with five days of fasting followed by 25 days of normal eating and doing that for three months. And then after that, depending on your health status, some might continue to do it. Many would only do it once or twice a year after that. Um, But the important thing is that it's the cycle of fasting and refeeding that triggers the autophagy to clear out the old defective tissue, then regrow the new healthy tissue. The cycle is where the real value comes in. So Walter Longo's team summarizes all this by saying FMD cycles followed by refeeding appear to decrease the biological rate of aging and promote anti-inflammatory effects and may contribute to alleviate and possibly reverse a variety of autoimmune disorders as well as immunosenescence by killing old and damaged cells and replacing them with young and functional ones. So immunosenescence is when old cells get defective. They're associated with aging and inflammation. And FMD cycles have been shown to get rid of them. He goes on to say, The ability of periodic cycles of periodic fasting or the fast-mimicking diet to suppress autoimmune cells and the ability of the refeeding phase to help repair the damaged sites and to activate hematopoietic cells to provide healthy immune cells indicate that they stimulate highly sophisticated repair and regenerative programs with similarities to those activated during development. Notably, the periodic, peri- uh, periodic fasting, or FMD, combines a period of severe restriction sufficiently long to promote the death of a significant portion of damaged cells with a period of high nourishment refeeding able to promote the eff- opposite effect on growth and other factors leading to multi-system regeneration. So here are some interesting explanations from the research. 
This shows that the fast mimicking diet causes a systematic anti-inflammatory effect and specific suppression of autoimmune cells, whereas the refeeding period stimulates hematopoietic cells to regenerate naive cells to replace the immune cells eliminated. Basically, bad old cells are killed off and new healthy cells replace them. Um, this figure from their research shows the increase in circulating stem cells while on the fast-mimicking diet. You can see they go up quite a bit. And this diagram shows how the fast-mimicking diet has been shown to reduce markers associated with cancer, heart disease, diabetes, and Alzheimer's. Autoimmunity is just one area of benefit, but let's look specifically at findings about the fast-mimicking diet and multiple sclerosis. As you probably know, uh, multiple sclerosis is an autoimmune disease where the body attacks the myelin sheath, a protective coating around nerve cells. Walter Longo's team studied the fast-mimicking diet on rodents bred to have a rodent version of MS. And what they found was that the FMD had some pretty impressive effects. Compared to rats eating normally, the rats that were put on the rat version of the fast-mimicking diet had their MS symptoms decreased, had their autoantibodies cleared away, they grew new healthy immune cells upon refeeding, and they repaired the tissue damage upon refeeding, even growing new myelin sheaths. Um, granted, this was done on rats. Good to keep that in mind. But no drug has ever been able to grow new myelin sheaths in MS patients, so this is a pretty big deal. After three cycles of the fast-mimicking diet, 20% of the rats with MS had no signs of the disease. The authors write that the FMD reduced clinical severity in all mice and completely reversed symptoms in 20% of the animals. They write that, importantly, the fast-mimicking diet cycles also activated um, cells that resulted in myelin regeneration, and they concluded that human MS patients following a single seven-day fast-mimicking diet followed by six months of a Mediterranean diet reported a higher quality of life and lower levels of disability. So... Uh, one of their conclusions was to report um, preliminary data suggesting that a fast-mimicking diet or a chronic ketogenic diet are safe, feasible, and potentially effective in the treatment of MS. A ketogenic diet is also low in carbohydrates, and it has only adequate protein, so um, no extra. So another study looked at the FMD on a different autoimmune condition, type 1 diabetes. So type 1 diabetes occurs when the immune system attacks a certain kind of cell in the pancreas, making it unable to produce insulin. Without insulin, the body can't move sugar out of the bloodstream and into cells where it gets used for fuel. So patients typically have to inject themselves with insulin. In rats with type 1 diabetes, a four-day fast-mimicking diet led their bodies to clear out damaged pancreatic tissue and to regenerate new healthy tissue that was able to make insulin. That's really something, right? So to quote parts of the abstract here, 
FMD cycles restore insulin secretion and glucose homeostasis in both type 2 and type 1 diabetes mouse models. And in human type diabetes pancreatic islets, fasting conditions induce insulin production. Um, and it gets pretty technical from here, but then it states, these results indicate that a FMD promotes the reprogramming of pancreatic cells to restore insulin generation in islets from type 1 diabetes patients and reverse both type 1 diabetes and type 2 phenotypes in mouse models. They state that the pancreatic tissue regeneration resembles that observed during pancreatic development, which makes sense because the activation of stem cells with the fast-mimicking diet resembles early development. So this is just another quote from a review article saying basically the same thing, but I thought it was interesting because it mentions that the FMD also had an effect on gene expression, altering it to resemble that observed during fetal development, suggesting once again that the fast-mimicking diet can put your body into a state where it regenerates whatever needs regenerating. It almost sounds too good to be true. But speaking of that, I just had to mention the early findings on the fast-mimicking diet and chemotherapy in cancer patients. Um, as you probably know, chemo drugs can be quite toxic. They can damage healthy tissues and have a lot of nasty side effects. And um, because they can cause nausea, the old advice was to load up on ice cream and pizza and whatnot the night before chemo so that you'd have plenty of calories to carry you through the days of nausea afterwards. But it appears that doing the exact opposite might have huge benefits. Studies such as these are showing that fasting or fast-mimicking diet before chemo does two great things. One, it makes healthy normal cells go into that protective mode where they don't absorb as much of the toxic chemo and they aren't damaged by it. And two, because cancer cells are not metabolically flexible, they can't burn fat when they run out of carbs. Not most cancers, anyways. Most cancers can't burn fat when they run out of carbs, like our healthy cells can. So a few days of the fast-mimicking diet weakens cancer cells so that when chemo hits them, it is even more effective. So to quote the researchers, in cancer patients, fasting selectively protects normal cells, but not cancerous cells, against toxicity related to chemotherapeutic agents. And fasting for up to five days, followed by a normal diet, appears to be a safe, feasible, feasible and effective strategy in reducing common side effects associated with chemotherapy. So, to take a step back and summarize, it appears that feast and famine cycles might be natural, common, historically speaking, evolutionarily advantageous, useful for triggering internal cleaning followed by new tissue regrowth, and helpful for maintaining youth and preventing disease. We've seen examples with MS, type 1 diabetes, and cancer where the fast-mimicking diet can coax the body to do some pretty useful things. Um, but before you go and try it or tell your patients or your friends to do it, let's review the safety concerns. The fast mimicking diet is not for everybody. 
Some concerns include drug interactions. For example, some drugs need to be taken with food or they are uh, expecting you to, to have food coming in, especially foods that affect your blood sugar or your blood pressure. There are some pretty big concerns about you fainting or passing out or going into a diabetic coma if you just stop eating while you're on certain medications. Um, another concern is triggering eating disorders in people who are susceptible to them. In women, there's some concern that it can affect your hormones or trigger amenorrhea. In lean people, it may lead to excessive weight loss. Um, it may cause too much stress for the frail. And I should mention that there were rats that died in some of these, um, some of these studies. Um, and another concern is lean tissue loss, especially in people older than 65. Um, a study of safety among MS patients found that, oh, I'm just going to read it, adverse events and serious adverse events were reported for 92% and 8% of the cohort um, in the the caloric deprivation cohort. Uh, the calorie deprivation cohort, and 78% and 16% of fast-mimicking diet cohort individuals, and 78% and 11% of the ketogenic diet cohort individuals. The most common adverse effects was airways infection, and the most frequent serious adverse event was lower urinary tract infection. The interventions were well-tolerated as evident from high compliance rates. Um, so as you can see, um, airway infection and lower urinary tract infection, um, that's not nothing. Um, and you can see that these numbers, even though they conclude that all of this was safe, well tolerated and resulted in high compliance, you can see that those numbers are pretty high for adverse events and serious adverse events. So this isn't something to take on lightly or to take on without a doctor's supervision. So if you're interested in trying this, you need to speak with your doctor and get their medical consent. You must be strong and healthy enough to endure the stress of fasting. And Dr. Longo currently only recommends that this is for people who don't already have good treatments working for them. Um, he would like you ideally to do it as part of a clinical trial. And there are dozens of clinical trials going on, which you can find online with a quick Google search. Um, you'll see that they're happening in lots of countries and a lot of places because this is a really hot topic right now. Um, so if you want more information, Dr. Longo has written a book for laypeople. It's very readable. It has recommendations that apply whether or not you can do the fast mimicking diet cycles. And um, it it has a whole lot of wonderful, very practical advice, no matter what your goals are. Um, so that's where the research is at now. So hopefully it gives you a little bit to think about. Um, maybe you want to put some Google alerts to keep track of what the new findings are. But what this does for me personally is it reminds me that when I'm deciding what to eat, one of the options might be what uh, to just not eat at all. So this research is a work in process, progress. We're all a work in progress. So I hope that was helpful. 
I know this was a lot of information and I threw it out there quickly knowing you can always replay the video if needed. But hopefully this gives you new things to think about. And thanks for joining me. If you have any feedback or questions, feel free to send me an email at jill at dietforhealth.com. All right, thanks and be well. Any questions or comments you may have, please email me, linda, L-I-N-D-A, at ldnrt.org. I look forward to hearing from you. Thank you for joining us today. We really appreciated your company. Until next time, stay safe and keep well.